the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, good afternoon, Bay Area. This is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman, broadcasting from my law office in Cambrian Park area of San Jose. If you're familiar with that area, I'm on Ross Avenue across from the fire station. I hear the fire station, uh, they get activated every now and then, and um, I've had times on the show here where you could actually hear the engine company as they are leaving the firehouse and heading down Ross, sirens blaring. Uh, That's not today, but uh, if you listen carefully sometimes, you'll be able to hear that in the background. Now I have my next estate planning workshop scheduled for tomorrow morning, um, August 14th, 9 a.m. till about 10 a.m. with a half an hour or so afterwards available for questions and answers. It's going to be at the Silicon Valley Business Center at 1900 Camden Avenue in San Jose. It's a couple of blocks from my office, which makes it very convenient. Um, I do have space available still for the workshop tomorrow morning. If you'd like to attend, you could drop by if you wish. I will permit drop-ins, space permitting. Uh, uh, in other words, if there's space available. But to make sure you actually have your spot, you can go to lawbob.com, click on the link for workshops and seminars, and then you'll find uh, a description of the workshop there and a button you can use to register. Or go to eventbrite.com and search for estate planning workshop on August 14th and you can register through there. You can also find a registration link at my um, Facebook page, Law Offices of Robert P. Bergman. There's a description there and a registration link there as well. So I still do have some space available. Feel free to register. I'd love to see you tomorrow morning. Um, The workshop was very well received back in July, and I'm hopeful it will be well received here in August as well. So um, I will be taking calls on the air today. I actually had someone call me about a half an hour ago and indicate they were going to call. So I'm going to put that number out right there. It's 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. And uh, uh, Ken, my engineer, could you, if you just kind of watch for that, someone indicated they are going to call me and ask a question on the air today. So let's see if uh, if that actually comes to pass. 
Until that call comes in, though, I'm going to continue on with my usual format for the show, which is questions and situations from around the state of California, and then my analysis and my comments, uh, and maybe even potential solutions for those questions. So here out of Los Angeles, someone's asking the question, if I set up a revocable trust in my lifetime, will I still be able to make changes to it until I pass? Uh, The answer is as long as you are mentally competent and legally competent to make changes, you could make changes to a revocable trust at any time up to the point of your death. Uh, An irrevocable trust, on the other hand, is designed to not make changes once it's set up. And typically an irrevocable trust is also going to involve uh, people actually uh, transferring ownership of property from themselves Mm -hmm. to the irrevocable trust, which then has beneficiaries other than the original owners of the property. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty typical for an irrevocable trust. But a revocable trust, yes, you can make changes to it during your lifetime as long as you are legally competent to do so. Sorry, just uh, reached for uh, another stack of questions. Okay, now here's one out of Fullerton. And uh, now, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know, one of the things that really aggravates me and upsets me as an attorney, as a professional, is when I see that especially family members have taken advantage of a family member uh, dealing with property of various kinds. Here's out of Fullerton, California. And uh person says, my wife and I bought a home under my name last March, and sadly, she passed away July 7th. So that's like uh, uh, roughly six weeks ago. So that's very sad. Um, one day, my son-in-law took me to a UPS store, store to sign a paper without clear explanations. I am Korean, over 82 years old, not speaking and reading English very well. I signed it with my trust because he has been, I, I trusted him, signed it because he's been helping me and, uh, and my now deceased wife in many things. I recently found out that the ownership of my home was transferred to his, to his name, he and his wife's name. Let me know what I can do to take ownership back from them. They live with me now, and my relationship was getting worse every day because it's very obvious that they're trying to take my assets from me. This is a classic case of elder financial abuse. This gentleman should immediately go to the district attorney in his county and complain to them what happened uh, and give this background to them and let them conduct an investigation as to why Uh, His son-in-law seems to think that it's okay to get him to transfer the title of this house to them. Um, That's what I would do, and I would actually, if this came into my office, I would call up Adult Protective Services probably directly from my office 
and uh, let them know what's going on so they could do an investigation. Uh, Ken, I think you were telling me something. Is that correct? Okay, yes. All right. So are we connected? Yes. Uh, hello, Sherry from Union City. Oh, hi. You're speaking to a lawyer. Hi, Bob. Hi. Thank you for hi, taking my are... call. Appreciate your very good. Appreciate your show. I've, I've learned a lot the last few months um, that I've been listening. Also, it kind of raises some questions of what I should be asking that maybe I had not thought of before. So I appreciate that. Yes, there's method to my madness, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So my question today um, is going to relate to um, disclaiming um, an inheritance, and I'll, I'll set it up a little bit. My, um, my father is 93 years old, and um, his doctor says he's in definitely declining in health, and uh, we hate to see that, but... Um, he does have a trust um, that is all set up, and in the trust it does have that language that um, if if I, as his daughter, let's see, uh, am not around, then it would go to my adult child. So that's already in the language of the trust. And mm-hmm. my question is, is it possible to disclaim a part of inherit an inheritance to let part of it go to my child and maybe not all because I don't know the amount. But is that possible? It is possible to do that. Um, now we're we're actually uh, coming up on a break here. If you want to stay on the line, uh, we can pick up after the break, and I can answer that more completely for you. Will you be able to do that? I can do that. Thank you. Okay, so stay on the line, and uh, when we come back after the break, um, stay tuned for more Plan Your State Radio. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, we're back. Uh, Before the break, I was on the line with Sherry. And uh, Sherry, are you back on with me here? I am. I'm right here. Yes. Okay. So uh, you had asked a question about disclaimer. Uh, Is it possible to disclaim a portion of an inheritance that you're receiving? um, uh, Or or does it have to be all or nothing? And and the answer is that you can disclaim um, a dollar amount. You could disclaim a specific asset you're receiving. You could disclaim a percentage of the value of what you're receiving. Um, So as long as it's done in the form required for a valid disclaimer, which means it has to be in writing and has to actually identify with specificity just what's being disclaimed. Um, I think you indicated that your father's trust leaves things to you and if you have passed, it would otherwise pass to your daughter. Is that correct? That's correct. That's how it's set up. Yeah. So what that means is a disclaimer is basically saying, treat me as if I was no longer alive when um, this property was to be distributed to me. 
Um, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of like disinheriting yourself from receiving some or all of an inheritance coming to you. Um, uh, you decide, I don't want to receive this or that or this percentage or any of it, whatever it happens to be. And then you look at the document, the trust, and it says, what happens if you're already deceased? It says, go to your daughter. That's where things would pass. And as I indicate, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Now, I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, over the break, we talked a little bit off the air, and you mentioned that you had another question in reference to this. So go ahead and lay that out there. Yeah, I imagine there's a timing of, you know, if I am going to disclaim a piece or all, that probably needs to occur within a certain timeline. Is that right? That is correct. Kind of Do you the, know what it the, is, months, weeks? The general or? rule would be within nine months. Oh. And what's crucial, uh, nine months of, of the, the death of the person who's leaving it to you. And what is crucial mm-hmm. there is that you cannot have received any of the benefit of the property that you're disclaiming. Because once okay. you receive the benefit of that property, once you use it, it's yours, and 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 you can cannot then turn around and disclaim. It's like you know, oh no, didn't mean it. Uh, I really didn't want to receive it. No, it's yours. It touched your hand. Uh, it, it's kind of like basketball. The touch roll. The ball hit you. Went out of bounds. It's charged against you. Uh, you can't say, oh nope, I wasn't supposed to be standing there. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't supposed to be in the game. Nope, you were in the game. It hit you. Went out of bounds. It's charged against you. So um, that's probably the toughest thing. Uh, that means that if, you know, for example, if there's money in a bank account, you can't take the money out of the bank account and then disclaim it because you already received right. it. Uh, and so it, it is kind of tricky. If someone wants to do that, they need to really set that up before they touch anything. Just don't. Just don't touch it. Um, mm-hmm. It's like if, if you are going to receive a house, uh, don't move into the house and then try to disclaim it. Because solid argument could be made. You moved into the house. You claimed it. You touched it. It's yours. Um, so that, that that's kind of to expand a little bit on disclaimer. Disclaimer is not something that you do lightly. And it's not something that you kind of wing it. Because if it's not done correctly, um, it won't be effective. Uh, and uh, and I so I think, and related to that is uh, gift. There's no gift from you if you disclaim something. Because if you disclaim, you never had it in the first place. So you can't be making a gift of it to someone else. Um it would be treated as, in this case, would be treated as going directly from your father to your daughter. And, and, and that would be inheritance, and it would be subject to his, his estate tax exclusion amount in effect right now, which is $11.7 million of property. And unless your father is incredibly wealthy, 
It's no, not going no. to trigger any kind of estate tax. Well, those people do exist. Now and then I talk with them um, and they have the kind of serious problems that many of us would like to have. <laughs> um, but, right, uh, exactly. But that's kind of, but that kind of answers that. Did that answer that for you? I, I think it did. And if I if I didn't do this, then I still have the option of gifting, but I would have to like spread it out like $15,000 per year or something, right? Or or you could gift it all at once and then technically legally file a gift tax return to let to let the IRS know you made that gift and then report here's the amount of the gift and you could use some of your lifetime gift tax exclusion that's available, which amazingly is the same number as the estate tax exclusion. It's actually the same tax and the same exclusion, uh, two sides of the same coin. Uh, you give it away while you're alive, you get it as a gift tax exclusion, it passes at your death, it becomes an estate tax exclusion, but any gift tax exclusion you use during your lifetime reduces the estate tax exclusion at your death. So it's use it now or use it later, but it's the same exclusion. Um, I actually have a client who is about to use most of the rest of her lifetime gift tax exclusion to transfer some real estate into a trust we established 10 years ago for her children so that she can maximize her gifting. And even after that, she'll still have far too much and and the family's still looking at a hefty estate tax, but at least she will have gotten about $6 million worth out and saved $2.4 million for the family. So I have a few clients like that, not many, but a few. Okay, any other questions? Interesting. No, uh, this is uh, very helpful. I appreciate you going over um, over this with me. Thank you so much. Okay, you might want to consider coming to my workshop tomorrow morning here in San Jose. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Just, I, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, it's easy. You can go to my website, go to workshops and seminars, and then there's a link there that will take you into Eventbrite, and you can book. I still have some space okay. available, and it is pretty much by reservation because I've put a limit on how many people can be there uh, just out of deference to COVID uh, and wearing masks, and I've spread people out more. I think that people will be more comfortable since my county now has instituted a new indoor mask requirement. Okay, thank you for calling in. We're coming up on the mid-show break. I'll be back after the mid-show break with more Plan Your State Radio. This is attorney Bob Bergman. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back to the second half of our show today, Friday, August 13, 2021. Man, it's really, it's hard for me to believe that um, I first went on the air, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, uh, almost three and a half years ago, and I've been broadcasting all that time from my office in San Jose, um, originally from a 
a prior office in San Jose over in West San Jose. Then I relocated my office here to the Cambrian Park area uh, where I continued broadcasting. I remember making the move and moving my equipment so that I could broadcast from the new location. But um, it's been um, a pretty interesting journey these last roughly three and a half years. I uh, Hopefully some of you have been listening for uh, more than a short time. I know I do have some longtime listeners and I want to give a shout out to all of you. Thank you for for sticking with me all this time. I really enjoy doing this. Uh, hopefully I am helping people out there by answering these questions and helping give some guidance out there. I do want to encourage you um, to come to my workshop if you want to find out about estate planning. Uh, I've told you a number of times and at the end of the show I'll repeat kind of how you can do that. Uh, you can also go to my website at any time at lawbob.com, L-E-W-B-O-B.com. If you would like to <clears throat> book a consultation with me, there is a button uh, on the website right there that says book a call. And with that, you can book an estate planning consultation, a probate or trust administration consultation, a consultation on one of the types of petitions that I do, Hegstat petitions to gather loose assets into a trust or a trust modification petition. If there's changes uh, to an irrevocable trust that, uh, that the family would like to make or an individual would like to make, probably the most common is uh, to get rid of the requirement that a trust be divided at the death of a first spouse. Many older trusts have that requirement, but it may not be appropriate anymore. Um, I can assist with trust petitions like that in San Mateo, Alameda, Contra Costa, and my own Santa Clara counties. Those are the counties that I work in. Uh, to be eligible for those petitions, uh, basically the trustee of the trust has to be a resident of one of those counties or if the trustee is from out of state, then basically the person who's died needs to be a resident of one of those counties. Uh, there are some very uh, kind of specific rules about where I can bring matters like that. But I have found um, that I seem to be uh, doing a couple of those a month and uh, I'm very good at it. So if that's something you need assistance with, feel free to contact with that. If you'd like to do, <clears throat> and the consultations, excuse me, I got a little stuff in my throat here. <coughs> uh, if you would like to have me call you, you can indicate that, or you can call me, you can indicate that. If you'd like to do a Zoom teleconference, we can do that as well. Or if you would like to meet in person in my office in San Jose, uh, currently wearing face masks when coming to my office, we can do that as well. I am open to all of those, uh, all of those possibilities. So, uh, and you can indicate when booking a call with me, which one you would like uh, for that. And depending on the type of call you book, there's going to be some paperwork that I ask you to fill out. 
uh, in the the booking information it will tell you um, if the type of call you're booking there will be a link that you can click on that will give you the paperwork you need uh, so you can finish that and get it to me if it's an estate planning consultation you fill it out and will automatically make to me the other things you need to fill out and email uh, or fax to me or drop it off in the mail slot at my office, which is available 24 hours a day because I open my office opens to the outdoors uh, to uh, a walkway on the third floor of my building. So let me continue on with more questions and comments from around the state of California. And uh, and I will now, let's see here. Uh, let's go on to this one here. Uh, can an executor charge for clearing and cleaning costs for a property as an expense? I am the executor of my mom's estate. I cleaned and cleared her apartment upon her death. Can I submit this work as an expense? The short answer is yes. Um, you would want to uh, really submit it as a claim, as a creditor's claim for reimbursement in the probate. Um, if there are other people inheriting from your mother, uh, you might want to talk with them first and make sure they're not going to have an issue with this. They really shouldn't. Um, but if uh, the hard thing is kind of quantifying what your time is worth. You kind of need to check and see uh, what what would the cost of that be, be if you had someone else do it, <clears throat> figure out how many hours you spent doing it, and then calculate kind of what the value of that is. Submit it as a claim, but check with everybody else involved in the estate first to make sure they're not going to have a, a fit if you ask to be reimbursed for your time. Certainly, if you put money out of your pocket doing that, if you paid for it to be cleaned and all that, you could submit that as a claim, as a debt, if you will, or a claim for reimbursement. And that would be the appropriate day to do that, or appropriate way to do that. Okay, here's one out of Monterey. My sister applied for an employer ID number for um, my parents' trust. Uh, after my parent died. But when the, the date of the trust was put in, my sister put the date the trust was originally signed instead of the date my parent passed away. And the date it was signed was 10 years ago. Do we owe 10 years of taxes already? Okay, well, this is clearly just a mistake, an error. There is actually a procedure you can follow with the IRS contacting them to correct that information on the application form. It sounds like the EIN has already been issued, um, but uh, you may find if you go to the IRS website and look this up, I believe I've never had to do this myself because I haven't had this error happen, but I've had colleagues that it's, ha that it's happened, and they have indicated that a letter to the Internal Revenue Service referencing this and referencing the error is probably all that's needed to correct things at the IRS. Um, 
it's not a big deal. These kinds of mistakes are made all the time. It's considered a typographical error, not a substantive error. And so uh, it should be able to be handled. If you're unsure what to do, go to an accountant that uh, files tax returns, and they should be able to assist you with the proper way to actually fix this issue. Okay, uh, I'm getting divorced. Uh, not me, but the person in this question. Um, and I have a will in place that excludes my soon-to-be ex-wife from getting my half of the estate and sets my daughter as the beneficiary. If I should die before the divorce is final, will my wife get her half of the estate and my daughter get my half? It's a simple question that may have a very complicated answer. If assets are owned as joint tenants, um, unless you actually get permission to sever the joint tenancy, meaning make it so that you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse actually own the property separately as tenants in common, 50% ownership each, um, you may not, your will may not have any effect. If you die, the property's all going to go to your ex, uh, and your half's not going to go anywhere but to your ex. If property's owned as community property, as long as it's not community property, with right of survivorship, which acts kind of like a joint tenancy, then you should be able to leave your half of the property, community property, bank accounts, brokerage accounts, real estate, by will to anyone you wish. Uh, that could very well be effective. But ultimately, the person to talk with is a family lawyer, and if you don't have one, you should have one to sort those things out. Okay. Let me take a look here real quick. Uh, looks like we have a little more than a minute to go before the third break. So um, let me jump in right here. Oh, okay. Uh, what are financial limits of responsibility of my husband for me? My soon-to-be husband owns a house um, before the marriage. He's concerned that if something happens to me, he would be responsible for me and could lose his house. We live in California. Well, the bottom line is, just very shortly, if you get married, you are financially responsible for your spouse. If your spouse is ill, you're responsible to care for them, and that could include your own separate assets being used to care for your spouse. So, um, so that's something that you cannot legislate away. It's part of our law here in California. We're coming up on the third break of our show today. And uh, after that break, I'll wind up the show with some more questions and comments. This is attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your Estate Radio, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio. Once again, your host, estate planning trust and probate law specialist, attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back. I uh, just have segment here, last segment of our show today, and um, okay, so I'm going to go with some more questions and comments, let's see, uh, all right, let's see, 
How do I compel a bank to honor a change of trustee in California? I'm the successor trustee of a revocable trust in California. The original trustee has become incapacitated. I've sent the bank an affidavit of change of trustee along with two doctor letters from 2018. They said these letters are too old and too vague, so I had two more doctors fill out an incapacity form and sent them to the bank. Uh, the bank is saying those two new incapacity forms are no good because they're not on letterhead. How do I compel them to honor the change of trustee? Um, I don't know. Sue them? <laughs> I mean, banks are notorious for being making things as difficult as humanly possible to deal with uh, in situations like this. Um, it may be that uh, having a letter um, a letter from an attorney uh, might be might get them to move. Um, doing a certification of trust and providing it to them, a certification of trust under uh, under California law might be sufficient if they refuse to honor that. They could potentially be liable for any damages that flow from that. But I'll tell you, trying to deal with banks can be one of the most frustrating things in the world uh, because a lot of times banks um, are notorious for having their own internal policies that they consider to be more important than the the actual laws of the state of California. And um, I've dealt with stuff like that before. Sometimes you almost need to threaten them to get them to do the right thing. Okay. Um, does a trust have to have a detailed list of its assets? Person said, I'm one of four beneficiaries of a trust. I got a copy of the trust. Can't see any description of what assets are in the trust. There's several houses, other real estate parcels that show the trust as owner, but the trust document doesn't show anything. I also know my parents had a stock portfolio, but it's not shown either. Well, basically, Unless someone has identified a specific asset that they want to go to a specific person and they did that in the trust document, the trust document is not generally going to be where you list the assets of the trust. That would typically be done in a schedule, a schedule of assets attached to the trust or, or a separate schedule of assets identifying an assignment of assets that identifies the assets intended to be in the trust. Um, but you really would not have it incorporated into the trust itself. Uh, that would be unusual. I've seen it before, but it'd be very unusual. Um, and the only real reason you'd have specific assets listed in the trust is if they had specific beneficiaries that were going to receive those specific assets. All right, let's see here. Okay. Um, what happens when a successor trustee dies and there's no other successor trustee? All right.
My grandmother had a living trust. My mother was the successor, uh, and me and my two brothers are beneficiaries. My mother's very ill in the hospital, never set up a trust account. Property in the trust is closing escrow, set to close this week. I have durable power of attorney over my mother. What happens if she passes? How do I open a trust account with her in the hospital? That's a very, very difficult question. Uh, you might be able to um, have her fill out the paperwork and then um, the, a bank might permit it to be notarized or otherwise witnessed. But typically they want those things open in the bank branch itself, which sounds like it would be virtually impossible to do in this situation. I'd say check around, find a bank that might be willing to accommodate you and, and uh, help out with this situation. Okay, I'm coming up on the end of the show today, and I wanted to reiterate my invitation to you out there to attend my estate planning workshop tomorrow morning, starting at 9 a.m. Uh, parking is free. Bring a mask. I'll provide everything uh, for the workshop. All you have to do is show up and prepare to learn some things, to learn about estate planning, to learn about priorities in estate planning, and whether or not those are things that would apply to you. You'll have an opportunity to let me know at the workshop if you'd like to meet with me and uh, how you'd like to contact me, and then I'll be happy to contact you afterwards and arrange a meeting. You can go to lawbob.com. And you can find uh, information there in workshops and seminars in the menu. Or go to Eventbrite and look up Estate Planning Workshop August 14th. But until next week, this is Attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your State Radio. I hope you have a great weekend. I know I'm going to have a good time tomorrow morning at my workshop. Goodbye. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.